Welcome to the Hyper Fast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyper fast. And now, here are your hosts, Kerry Shaw and Dan Lesniak. Kerry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyper fast. All right, guys, welcome to the Hyperfast Agent Podcast. I am out in Mount Vernon, Washington. It's about an hour north of Seattle. We are here today with Jeff Latham. This is the, the first time we've been recording a podcast in Washington State. We've done a few on the West Coast. We've done uh, one with Tessa Bella, the Instagram guru. Carrie's done a few others with Mike Borkman. Uh, some other amazing people, Sharon. So if you haven't checked out those, those are all shot in California. Make sure you do. This one, though, is coming at you live from the state of Washington. We're here with Jeff Latham. He has a real estate team that's one of the biggest in the entire state of Washington, one of the biggest in the West Coast. He's going to sell close to 250 homes this year. He's also parlayed that business into multiple other businesses. He's got a construction company. He's got a company that does buy and holds. He's got a company that does flipping homes. So a lot of great stuff. We're going to learn a ton from him about real estate, about business, about life, about doing big things like Ironman races, ultra marathons, and other cool stuff. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Thank you for having me. This is going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for coming out here in God's country. (laughs) It is amazing out here. So beautiful. Uh, Jeff, for those of you who, for, for the people out there that are under a rock, right, and don't know who you are, give them a little introduction about who you are. Well, first and foremost, I'm a father uh, of three children, a husband to an amazing wife, and uh, I think I'm a little crazy, right? I, I like to compete in triathlons and now ultra marathons, and I just like to push myself and have fun and play and just get the most out of this life, right? I run a business. I have a real estate company called Latham Realty Unlimited. We also have a construction company called Unlimited. We have an investment company called Investments Unlimited. And we buy homes, we build homes, we sell homes, we flip homes. We, we just kind of do it all. We're that one-stop shop, but hence the name Unlimited. It's, 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 it's our theme, and, and you'll notice it show up a lot in our conversation. There's just no limit to what we're capable of. And that's why you're out here today, because we're going to... Go and push the limits and do the 50 tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and you started, I can't wait for that 50 tomorrow. It's going to be amazing. You know, by the time this airs, obviously, it'll be over. And (laughs) make sure you you check out, we we filmed an entire blog-style, you know, documentary of it. Know, before, during, after. So if you haven't checked that out on on our channel, make sure you you look at that episode. Uh, tell everyone though how you got into real estate and how you grew your business from from when you got in. Sure, sure. So back in about two thousand and one, I was in college, a community college. I was taking this class called Study Skills. And in that class, the teacher said, you know, I don't teach for the money. I teach because I love it. If I wanted to make money, I'd go sell real estate. And that was one of those light bulb moments (laughs) for me. (laughs) So I went home and 
My mom was a real estate agent at that time for probably about 13 years, and I went home and I told her, I said, I want to drop out of college and go sell real estate. And she did her best to protect me as a mother would because she knows how brutal the industry can be, right? How hard it can be. And she she was supportive, but she wasn't encouraging it. And, and so the next day I dropped out of college, got my license about a month later, started selling real estate. And the first year I had a, I had a job working at Albertsons. I was an assistant produce manager. And the first year I think I sold like uh, two homes. And then the second year I sold five homes. The third year I sold 15. And what happened is my income from my part-time job of selling real estate started to supersede my income from working at Albertsons. And I had to make that, that, that decision to jump over into real estate. And I didn't know anything about marketing at that time, right? I was just selling homes to my friends and family and, and my volume elevated. And by 2007, <clears throat> I was selling 37 homes a year myself, making about 180 grand a year, about 27 years of age, which was pretty good. And Probably I, more than anybody that graduated from, from the college you were at. Yes. Probably. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't incur all the debt. Yeah, they, don't, don't even get me started on college, yeah. right? <laughs> this could be a long conversation. <laughs> well, it's funny because my daughter last night, we'll just talk about this. She, she, she was talking about not wanting to go to college. I was like, yes. Yeah, that was, I mean, the way that worked... It was it was basically I forget if you if you dropped that thing in your hand she had something expensive I don't know what it was but then, then one of the adults in the room was like if you drop that you're not gonna be able to go to college right because it would cost a lot of money yeah and I think her response was I don't want to go to college yeah and, and I, I saw that. Jeff was like Jeff was like hell yeah and, yeah and I'm like yeah probably makes sense that she's thinking that way well you got people teaching business that have never done it had a business right. Right, you you got people teaching theory, but so my daughter's college will be if Tony Robbins is around Platinum Partnership or something like that. That's more uh, elevated where she's in the sphere of people that are playing big. Well, they don't they don't teach you how to run a business. They don't teach you how to how to market. They don't teach you how to save money, invest money. Like they don't they don't they don't teach you the stuff that the people that are succeeding at the highest yeah. levels are doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's it's preparing people for we're getting way off topic, but it's preparing people for <laughs> for factory work, right? It was it was designed for how the economy and the world ran 50, 60, 70 years ago, yeah. right? Yeah. But you, but you have politicians, banks and colleges all making tons of money off it, shoving it down our throats, and we're not getting you're not getting the return of investment on your money, right? But even if you even if you go go for free, because I I got essentially three degrees paid for uh, by Uncle Sam, thank you. But that's it's a lot of time you'll never get back, right? Yeah. Like so so even if the return on your money, right, is there because because you get to go for free, like I did, the return on your time is not right. Got someone calling in. Oh no, that's alright. <laughs> Someone's um, calling into the show right now. But, yes. Uh, no, you're, you're spot on, and, 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 and college is just really set for the masses and, and the sheep and to guide them. And that's just my opinion. Right. And so... Back to real estate. Back to real estate. 2007. 180,000. 180,000. Naturally invested all that into my truck because that's what I did. I was 27, partying a lot, making a lot of money. Married, or not married, but dating my wife now, right? Thank God she stuck with me and put up with my shit. Because <laughs> she matures faster than I, I do. 
2008 came, market spanked me. I learned a good lesson, it was such a gift. I got whooped. And I had to go through that process of getting a home equity line of credit to get myself through and then having to short sale my home and, and going through that pain into where I um, finally learned how to, um, I hired my first coach and I learned how to market. I learned how to sell homes to people that didn't know me by leveraging bank-owned properties and positioning myself as the person that has them and selling them. And then our team, and then I had to build a team because I got so busy. And and then we grew to like, well, we bounced down in 2008. We went down to like 20 deals, and then 2009, right around 30. 2010, 50, and then 105, and 144, and then 200, and then 230, and then 270. 267-ish, and, and we've averaged a couple hundred transactions a year for the last three or four years, and that's just been a good zone for us currently. It's a lot of fun, and then now we've introduced investing and, and buying homes, and, and we're building homes now, and, and so we're more agile, more versatile, and that's been a lot of fun as well, because now I'm building out our portfolio and, 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 and the exit strategy and wealth right and I'm able to take all that money I make and, and go and buy properties and hide it from myself so I don't go buy more stuff. That's, that's a, a key point and there's yeah. there's a ton of great great stuff you just you just mm. said that we'll get into uh, soon but but the one quick tip there is that I heard you, you, you got into the business you, you had you had a lot of success mm. but you had explosive growth after you hired your first coach mm. right and I think getting coaching going to events you know, it's just going to pull you forward. And, and you've been a part of some of the events we've done. Mm -hmm. If you guys want to check out Jeff on our Hyperfast Agent Digital Summit, go to hyperfastagent.com, click on the events tab. There's information there about how you can see him teaching real estate agents on the Digital Summit. But there's 30 other people that, that, that taught at that as well. And if you really want to take your game to the next level, uh, on that events tab at hyperfastagent.com, check out the sales summit we've got coming up in November. We're going to have people like Ryan Serhant, Nick and Tristan from Lab Code Agents, a ton of amazing other people that, that Carrie and I are bringing to Washington, D.C. So, so check that out. But Jeff, let's talk about well, this. You hired the coach, started building out a team. How did, how did, how did your team work then and what has it evolved to? Because I think that should be everyone's <clears throat> business in, in it is to either work on a great team or build a great team. Yeah, yeah. So it started with me, and then I got fired by some of my clients because I didn't have the capacity to help them all. They thought I didn't care. And so I immediately hired buyer's agents. And then from there, I hired ISAs. And then from there, I hired um, my first uh, executive assistant, if you will. And we've just built from there. And one time I had it set up to where I was only working like five hours one day a week. We're doing 267 transactions. We did about $84 million. And that was really good. Hold on, hold on. 84 million, 267 transactions, and you were doing five hours of work a week. If that. I was running my team meetings, and then uh, that's it. Yeah. I did a 42-day road trip, and I think we probably sold 30 or 40 homes that time, at that time. And it was, it was just set up to where it was completely independent of me. Right. How did you build that out? How does the real estate agent who's listening right now, watching this, how do they build build that out? You hire great people, right? You hire really great people and get them involved in coaching and coach them. 
I think that's key. A lot of real estate agents, they get to 10, 15 million, they're making 200 grand, 250 grand, right? If, if you're selling 10 to 20 million, depending on your, like how you generate the leads, your splits, all of that, you're, you're somewhere in the two to 300 range, typically. I see a lot of agents get there and stay there. They, yeah. ne they, never, they never move beyond what they have, and what they have is a highly paid, self-employed job, mm -hmm. right? And the reason they never get there, they never make that investment that you just said, which is hire great people. For some reason, they're afraid to go out and hire, make the first hire, which the first hire should not be a buyer's agent. You've heard me say this before. The first hire should be an admin. The second hire should be an admin or an inside sales agent to make calls for you, expand your business. People won't do that. It doesn't make sense. You're making two to 300K. Why won't you spend 40 to 50 grand on a really, really rock star admin that can take you from... 200 to 300 and 400 and then allow you to go out and develop more leads right get buyers agents I don't understand it but, but tell us about making that that, that first hire and, and hiring in general yeah it's important to delegate my weaknesses like I can do paperwork right I hate it like it makes my skin crawl and so just delegate it like my strength is just meeting people shaking hands and kissing babies that's it right and you keep me my strengths then my energy for it is strong like yesterday we went and met someone and we were in and out of the home pretty quick but it was good to be able to just connect with them and, and then and then move, see how I can help them and then move on so first hire first hire how'd you make it what's your advice to other people out there I just put a post on Facebook I believe no 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 <laughs> my first hire I'm sorry my, Chrissy my title rep brought her to me this title rep was always trying to get my business and, and my opinion um, is that they just sell paper, right? Insurance that's just like, I have a tough time seeing the value in it. It's just my stubborn ways. But they all have the same stuff. We can, we'll uh, get you a legal description. We have flyers. We have whatever it is. They all have the same stuff. And I said, listen, if you want my business, bring me my number two. Hmm. And she went and she found her. And so from there, her business, um, my title rep's business grew as a consequence of that because she brought me my quarterback. When title reps come to me and, and still want my business, they just, I just, great people, don't get me wrong, but they just don't have, if they want the competitive edge, bring me an agent. I'll, I'll teach them how to be awesome and you'll have all of their business. So that's how I got it, it was from uh, my title rep. Leveraging your network, guys. Mm -hmm. you, you have lenders out there. You have title companies, uh, marketing companies, all sorts of people that, that you're giving business to. Ask them for help to grow your business. It benefits them as well, right? So that's 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 key. Like, and and, and just do it. Like, and and you might screw up your first hire or, or first two hires, but yeah. but that's okay. Just just do it. Learn from it. Move on. You're you're never gonna build a business truly worth owning that gives you money and time make that first hire yeah yeah and there's something I want to touch on that's really important because in this industry people the measuring stick is how many homes did you sell or how much GCI did you make or uh, usually those are the two things and there's a there's a year where I sold 110 homes and I made zero right there's a year where uh, I sold a lot of homes and I was held hostage to my business. And so I, I think the benchmark of a business is the most important currency is time, freedom, and profit. Like the benchmark should be profit. 
right? And so just know like as you're building a real estate team or you're building a, a, a business, like make sure that you're chasing the right metrics and you're profitable. I see all these people, I sold 500 homes last year. How much money did you make? Well, uh, I don't know, or a hundred grand, right? And how much time do you have? Well, um, I don't know, you know, there's just, I feel the metric needs to be like peace, freedom, and profit. I agree, if you're not generating money and the ability to use that money to go do cool stuff with your friends, your family, you know, right? You have an expensive hobby. (laughs) Right, you have an expensive hobby. And and too many agents and and the industry as a whole rewards like number of homes sold, number of volumes sold, or or GCI. GCI, But but profit is the metric, and that's that's what we want to teach people on this show, on this podcast, is how to generate create a business that will give you time, give you, give you money and, and, and right to, to, to scale and grow, you've got to generate more leads than you can handle. And then you have to hire. If you don't hire, you're being selfish to three different groups of people. You're being selfish uh, to your clients because you're not going to give them the service that they deserve. You're being selfish to the people that you don't hire because you're not creating a business opportunity for them. And then finally you're being selfish to yourself because you're not going to grow you're limiting yourself. So, so get over mm-hmm. that selfishness. Go make that higher. And then as you grow, watch the numbers. Watch the bottom line. And don't grow just for growth's sake. Grow to create more opportunity for people on your team. Grow mm-hmm. to create better service for your clients. Grow to give yourself the time and money to go do cool stuff. To live an amazing life. Yeah, yeah. And you're being selfish to your family by not hiring yeah, because absolutely. you're trying to do it all, right? And and so I heard this one person say, "You need to make more money." And he says, "Let me repeat that to you. You need to make more money." And I think that was one of the most sound pieces of advice I've ever had because as your capacity grows in order to make your world big enough for others and to help and bless others, you need to make more money. Plain and simple. Right? And and that goes from controlling your costs to putting investing more in marketing and then ultimately the growth of, of the revenue and keeping that bottom line very uh, profitable. Are you a new real estate agent struggling to get your business off the ground or an experienced agent looking to get to the next level or something in between? Dan and Kerry have created an inner circle specifically designed to help you. In the inner circle, you'll get weekly training videos, access to interviews from top agents around the country, and the chance for direct access to billion-dollar agents, Carrie and Dan. You will have access to the same systems they use to train their team of $250,000 earning agents. Sign up now for a free trial period by going to hyperfasttrial.com or innercircletrial.com. What does your team look like today? <clears throat> you know, you, 10 years ago, you started to, to grow and, and hire. <clears throat> What does it look like today? Um, today we have we got a full-time accountant, bookkeeper. We have my executive assistant. We have an ISA. We have a marketing person. We have a transaction coordinator. We have a construction company with um, a construction manager, and then one, two, three, four awesome guys that can pretty much we can build a home from the ground up. We have probably about fifteen licensed agents on our team as well. What else? I think that's it at the moment. So there's yeah, probably so about 20, 25 of us. And, you, and, and 
oh, but third or half of them almost <clears throat> are in support roles, supporting your agents <clears throat> to go out and, and yeah. so that they can support clients. Right? We can take care of, of we can, our construction company was formed because we had all work orders and stuff for inspections that had to be done and there's nobody who's worth their salt to handle it. Or everybody's booked out. So we just start our own company and if the house needs a roof, we handle it. If yeah. the house needs windows, we handle it. If it needs siding, we take care of it. And, and that way we can be more efficient. And then we got to the point to where all these people had homes they wanted to sell and they needed so much damn work. I just said, look, I can buy it here or sell it here. What do you want to do? And sometimes I just buy them, right? Because people like that certainty. But yeah, we just, we just find the solutions to everything is, is, is what we do. What our team looks like really is they're fit and tough. And, and you'll understand <laughs> tomorrow you'll be running with five of them. Like, they're running a 50 with me tomorrow. They compete in Ironmans. I mean, they are crazy. And I think your team is really a reflection of yourself. That's me talking, bragging about myself, but they are. Yeah. They are. Like, they, they're, uh, they're, you, they're, you've earned it. <laughs> <laughs> they are, man. Like, these people that are coming into our world, they're, they're, they're a little bit crazy. Got another person calling in the show. <laughs> All these people calling in. We got we got Molly, who's who's our bookkeeper, accountant, and agent. She's running the fifty with us. Her and and Chris and I uh, ran a just over there. We did a fifty kilometer race, trail running. It was hell. And she's so tough. And we got Chris, who's heads up our construction department. And he's gonna be running his first fifty. He ran the fifty k with us over here as well. We're doing the fifty tomorrow. Two weeks after, three weeks after fracturing his foot. We got Bo, who's done multiple Ironmans with me, right? And he's a badass as well, and he's doing the 50. And we have Mike Atkins, who used to be on my team. He's over in Idaho, and, and uh, he's coming over to do it. And then, of course, um, we've got you, who's just crazy and, and, and pushing me to that next level because I know something bigger is going to be on the horizon. <laughs> like, you come and do this, and you, you're you just so fast. It's like, I'm not even going to try and compete with Dan. I'm just going to compete with myself. But then what happens is we create this monster where Dan's like, Let's go do a 100-miler. Let's go do a 200. And I appreciate that because all ships rise on high tides. And so our team, I feel, our group is stronger and tougher than any team out there. I always say, my real estate team can beat up your real estate team. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Well, it, it's, it's, you know, I think it's important to hire people that, that have values similar to you so you can build the culture that, that you want and... The, the, a lot of great points in there, but, but the, the, the basic one out there for those of you who are, are high-producing solo agents or starting a team is, is it, it takes a lot of people, right, to, to build a, a great, profitable team. You've got to generate a lot of leads, hire a bunch of people to support that team, and mm. you've got, you know, about a third to a half of your staff is in support roles. Like, we're in that same position. We've got 40 people on our staff and about 40, a little over 40 agents, right? So it, to... To provide massive value to the agents so that they can provide massive value to all your clients, it takes a big investment. And I'm sure you've had months where you're like looking at the numbers and you're like, shit, mm. <laughs> like this, it's expensive running this team. But you've, you've yeah. had months, I'm sure, that are way on the other side. But, but I think the big difference, you know, between those that do and those that don't is you're not afraid to make that investment. You're not afraid to, to fail. Mm. And, and, and you don't judge yourself. I think a lot of it comes, a lot of the reason why people aren't going out making that first hire, building their team, is because they're judging themselves. They're judging themselves based on what they'll think or other people will think if they fail, right? So, mm -hmm. so they're, 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 they're afraid that if 
that if they grow and expand and do what's necessary and required to grow and expand, that they will go out and fail at it. Yeah. And they'll look bad. And you know what? You just gotta you just gotta say, who gives a fuck? Like it's <laughs> it's gonna happen. Like people you're gonna mess up your first hire. I did, it didn't work out, but you know what? The second one did, the third one did. And I still mess it up today, but 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 I don't care because the failures in expansion are are what leads to the success in expansion. We need to talk about that because the failure is so important. In 2009, 10, 11, 12, going through that, I had to pull myself out of it. And I guess you could say that I failed, right? And God has the best gift ever. I mean, I lost what people would say I lost it all. But I didn't really lose shit because I had I the house is just a house and, and, and the toys, the motorcycles, the cars, it's just stuff. But I had what was most important. I didn't lose that. And that was my family and my friends and my health, right? And so going through that, I felt it and it sucked, yet I'm not afraid of it. If this is the worst that can happen, <laughs> like I lose all this junk. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like that's not painful at all. And most people, they touch that hot stove, they got burnt, and they're like, "No way, am I gonna go do that again?" They went and got a job somewhere safe, i.e., Boeing. They went to the PUD. They went and got a job working for someone else, so they can think that they're safe and that'll never happen again. Well, look, Boeing's starting to lay people off. The safest job you can have is betting on yourself. And so, with the failure. I'm not afraid of it because I repurpose it. It was such a gift and I'm not afraid to go through it again. Do I want to? No. If I do, I'll figure it out. It's okay. Like this is just stuff. It's an idea, right? But that's very important that we touched on that. And there are months where, I mean, this, this machine costs me minimum 60,000 a month to run. Before I even make money, I'm paying out 60 grand a month to pay my people, to pay my marketing, to pay my rent, to pay. And that's just my business. Okay. So, you think of that capacity, like, <laughs> just to break even is 60 Gs a month. And, and I, it's beautiful because I'm stretched, right? And, and, and so when it gets tight, when my back's against the wall, that's when I perform the best, right? And that's what causes me to grow. And a lot of people are scared of that. And I just, I find peace in 60 grand a month. Like, if, if I made, let's just say, 100,000 a month gross, that would probably bankrupt me. Isn't that weird to think about? Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's, yeah. But that's that's beautiful because that's my baseline. <laughs> Most people would be like, if I made 100000 a month, I would just be living high on the hog. I'm like, that doesn't do anything for me. But that's okay. <laughs> right? Because it, it just pushes me to that next level. You know? Jeff, you, you are truly like the Yoda of, of, uh, of, of, of real estate. A lot of people on the show, we, we get more into like specific tactics or legion or conversion, but but you're just like the Yoda man's in mindset, and 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 I think that's so important because if you have the right mindset, the right why, you'll figure out the strategy, you'll figure out the tactics, you'll figure out the how and the who and all of that. So before we wrap up, I want to touch on what you've been doing with construction, mm. right? Because we we've had a you know, you're you're a great example of a real estate agent who built an amazing real estate business and then parlayed that into construction investing, mm -hmm. right? Buying and holding, buying and flipping. We've had people on here that have done it the other way. We've had David Green on an earlier episode where, where David uh, and he's uh, one of the co-hosts of the of Bigger Pockets podcast. If you guys uh, 
have not heard him there. But, but David started out in, uh, in, in, in buying and, and holding for his own like investments and, and whatnot. Had super success there, building up cash flow, and then got into real estate. Now has an awesome real estate team. You've done it the other way. I've seen I've seen people get into it all different ways. Uh, walk us through how what you've done in real estate has led to investing and construction and, and, and cash flow and, and flipping and all this awesome stuff. Sure, sure. So it's all focus, right? If you focus on selling a lot of homes, you'll sell a lot of homes. If you focus on investing, all of a sudden the opportunities show up. If you think about it, you play the what if game, you know. What if I can buy a home and make $75,000 profit? What if I can build a home? What if I can go and become a home builder? And as you start thinking that way, then the opportunities show up. For example, let me show some. Like this rock here. I don't know if you can see it. Okay. I throw the idea, I throw the rock up in the air, and gravity does its job to bring it back down to my hand, okay? I throw the rock up in the air, gravity does its job and brings it back down. It is not my job to bring the rock back down to me, okay? That's gravity. Well, it's just like building a business, whether you're building a real estate company or investing or building homes, you throw the idea, the thought out there consistently of wanting to build or wanting to be an investor, and what happens is, the universe brings you the opportunities in front of you and you start seeing them. It's like, oh, my buddy, he used to build homes. And now he's working for the railroad. He hates his job. Let's pull him out of the railroad and start building homes. And then you're driving down the road and you start seeing houses and opportunities or your agents are like, gosh, I'm going to list this home and it's beat up. And you're like, I can buy that now because this is the idea was pitched up in the air. And then it's delivered. So you have a clear intention of what it is you want to create coupled with flexibility and it shows up. Does that make sense? Perfect and so sense. this is metaphysical and it's a little deep, but this is how life happens. We are creators and we we unconsciously are creating everything we have. Like your life right now is a consequence of your dominant thoughts, good or bad, whether you like it or not. And so I have just been focusing on becoming a home builder and an investor. And all of a sudden, the opportunities, it's like an Easter egg hunt every day. I wake up and it's like, bam, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. When someone calls me about a property and I don't dismiss it, I'm like, wait a minute, this was delivered to me for a reason. Let me dig deeper into it. And I go and turn over that rock and see what's under it, just like the one yesterday. Right? And they're just coming and showing up. And then from there, all the right people are being attracted into my world. All the right opportunities and deals are being attracted into my world. And this may seem a little weird for you, but you know, in, in Keller Williams, they have the 411, the 135, bold, ignite, all these classes and all these business plans you lay out and these step-by-step processes. I haven't followed one of the damn business plans I built. <laughs> Yet I've arrived at the destination every single time because I have the flexibility on how to get there. But what if whatever it is you want to create in life is just a consequence of your dominant thoughts and beliefs and faith, and then you get to that destination, and then you can measure backwards and connect the dots saying, I did this, 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 and this, and that's how I got there. But you can't connect them going forward. But as long as you believe and focus and pitch the idea up there, the universe is going to bring you the opportunities. Yeah, you just, you just have to throw the ideas out there, have the, have the bigger why, and then you'll figure out how to get it done. And... And you've certainly done that. Like a few years ago, you weren't you weren't buying homes, and then now you 
when, when a seller calls you about a property, you can go in there, you can give them a price you could, that, that, that they could list it as is. You could give them a price that if your construction company uh, renovate it, that they could list it and sell it for. Or you can give them a price that you can buy it as is. So mm-hmm. you're, you, you become this one-stop shop for all things real estate. You're able to give them multiple different options and then deliver on it. That creates value for them. That creates value for you. It creates value for all the other people now that you've had to hire to do that. So, you know, if you're out there and you have a successful growing real estate business, look for opportunities to expand it into other areas. It's going to give you just more ways to create value, more ways to be more competitive than the other people out there. And if, and if you're in, you know, investing and developing and you're listening, well, maybe you can parlay that into a real estate team or create a partnership with an, you know an existing real estate team like like someone out there that is doing investing developing they could partner with you right mm-hmm. like we have people like that who partner with us five years ago we weren't doing investing on a major scale we did like one project it led to one thing next thing you know we have like thirty or forty units coming in the Washington D.C. area Northern Virginia area that we're you know buying old homes redeveloping them into condos or subdividing and making two or three single or four single family homes. And at first we were doing it ourselves. Now we raise money from investors and, and, and we just, that's expanded naturally. Like I looked up the other day and I was like, wow, in the last year I've raised three and a half million dollars in mm-hmm. investor equity. And that's, you know, it's just creating value for them because it's crushing what they could get in the stock market mm-hmm. with probably a lot more safety and security and helping the builder now we help we help the the end buyer who gets to move into this this beautiful home or condo so it's it's just amazing what happens when you throw awesome ideas out there and just have a mindset of of why you want to do it and, and to be open to expansion and it just helps so many other people and that's what you've done it's yeah. beautiful it's it's, it's the, the most difficult thing about life is realizing how easy it is Realizing that we're like mini, like we're manifestors, like our children, they're like little mini manifestors. They create everything they want, and all they do is they dream, they visualize, they're happy, they're plugged in, they're grateful, they're appreciative, and have fun. And life gives them everything they want. And so, kind of, if we wrap back to what we were learning in college and school, they beat that out of you. They They, do. they, They they stop your ability to dream, right? And and I don't know if it's intentional or what. The system does that. You can create anything you want through your imagination. And it's, it's such a beautiful thing, right, to play the what-if game. Jeff, this has been an amazing show. Before we wrap up, I want to do the hyper-fast round, so I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions and just give me your quickest, shortest answer. Are you ready for it? Yep. All right. What is your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? Focus on profit. Focus on uh, helping awesome people care about people, and have work ethic. Biggest advice to an experienced real estate agent? Start investing. Biggest piece of investment advice? Buy more real estate. Biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Pulling myself completely out of it. Biggest piece of advice to an experienced investor? Go find somebody that's doing more than you and learn from them. All right, and last one, what's next for you? Biggest challenge that, that you've got, got ahead? 
Tomorrow. I have a 50 miler. I'm gonna get through that thing, crush it, and then we'll see what's on the docket for the next one. All right, and, if, and, and guys, if you have not seen the, the, the documentary uh, vlog we put together of, of Jeff and I, uh, we've, got, we've got scenes before, during, and after that 50 mile race. Check it out on the channel. <clears throat> also, if you want to see more of Jeff, Go to hyperfastagent.com, the events tab, and, and look 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 at that digital summit. He he gave an awesome uh, forty minute or so uh, lesson for anyone in real estate, really anyone in life. So, so check that out at hyperfastagent.com, events tab, digital summit, and please 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 let us know what you think about the show. Leave us the re leave us some reviews. Uh, we want to hear the good, the bad, the ugly. And share this with, with anyone and everyone you know that it could benefit. Thanks again, Jeff. It's a pleasure having you. Thanks for having me, buddy. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.